0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.
1: Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this
2: show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, now. Hit
0: it. Ah, uh,
2: the Delta tones of a modern mechanic.
3: Uh,
1: did you use your hands for that? Uh, no, I didn't. As a matter of fact, I've been washing them almost down to the. You know, I have to. I have to moisturize constantly. It's true. I mean, we have. You know what? We live by our knees and by our hands. Okay. Right? Are, mon- are, goes, you mon- are you a monkey or what?
3: No, you can hardly, when, when your mechanic's sneak <laughs> goes, you really have a problem working. You need a hoist or some ways to, to lift the car.
2: What kind of exactly cream are an- kind of you using, Al? Uh,
3: Gold Bond, as a matter of fact. Works Ooh. great. <laughs> ah, there you go. Bill, <laughs> well, send, send them an invoice there, Steve. Alrighty. All right, we do
1: have a show that we've got to do today. So let's Who talk about, about us, it, Steve.
3: Okay, OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt's going to talk to us. A couple of weeks ago, a young fellow got pulled over for 308 kilometers an hour uh, in his daddy's car. Can you imagine the call? Hello, Dad, um, got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem, son? Well, um, the speedometer doesn't work in your car. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Jonathan Schlu, you know the, our young fellow who does car generator. We're gonna be talking about the yards opening up the, uh, what do you call them, the, the uh, camping yards? The
1: camping- Trailer parks? <laughs> yeah, trailer parks. <laughs> trailer
3: uh, parks. And of course, when they they're not open and you're up there and you don't have any power, Jonathan's the guy you go to because a car generator. As long as you got a car and his little box, you're in business. Jason Dale, uh, he is with the Automotive Business School up at Georgian College, and we're going to talk about the courses they're doing and when they're opening okay again uh, in this COVID nineteen environment. And of course, Alan and I have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We've got some emails we want to discuss, mm-hmm. and uh, that's about it. Just want to remind you that. We're giving away $200 worth of groceries uh, to one lucky listener every week this month. And if we don't do well this month, we'll do it again next month. Bottom line is you've got to enter at davescornergarage.com. All we need is your name, your (laughs) feed, your email address, and your phone number that we can get in touch with you. So having said all that, let's take a quick break and come back with Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. and joining us is Carrie Schmidt. Carrie is with the OPP obviously. Uh, good morning sir, how are you?
2: Yeah, fantastic. How are you doing this great weekend?
3: Well, you know what? Any day you wake up is a good day. That's always my policy.
2: Oh, I agree with you. Sounds good to me.
3: <laughs> so, we wanted to talk about the the fact that people are speeding uh, because of the lack of traffic. And you pulled over somebody with a 308k
2: oh. Well, I didn't pull the driver over, but yeah, one of our officers, Sergeant Hauser out of Burlington, uh, was out doing speed enforcement on the QEW through Oakville and uh, was stationary at the time, saw a vehicle ripping towards him, uh, got the laser up, uh, got a speed reading of, like you said, 308 kilometers per hour. The vehicle was just about half a kilometer away from him at the time. There was other traffic in the mix there as well. But, uh, obviously that vehicle just blowing the doors off other vehicles as it's going down the highway, unbelievably dangerous, really. Uh, the officer was able to get that vehicle stopped safely without engaging in a pursuit or any high risk, uh, uh, activities or behavior. And the, the driver stopped. Uh obviously that was it for him, for his driving for that day and for the next week, uh, Automatic suspensions, automatic vehicle impound. He's charged with dangerous driving and with uh, stunt driving or street racing. Uh, two kids in the car, an 18- and a 19-year-old kid, and uh, driving dad's car, apparently. And, yeah, he's got a little bit of explaining to do right now because those speeds, it's 191 miles an hour. That's Can a football... Imagine- this is, yeah. hey, can
3: you imagine the phone call to his dad? Hey, dad, um, I've got a problem.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a problem. Well, do you know what? I'd rather have that problem than us knocking on his door saying, yeah. listen, dad, your boy's not coming home, and this is what's left of your car, because there would be nothing left of it uh, at those kinds of speeds.
1: Carrie, that was the critical thing. You were talking about how the, yeah. the officer saw other cars on the road at the same time. Yeah. Uh, how, how did this guy managed to get up to that speed with traffic around them
2: well i don't know and that's uh, I, I haven't seen uh, you know the evidence and the videos and whatever else they've captured but as the officer was uh, targeting that vehicle there were other cars on the highway uh and this qw has i think four or five lanes through that stretch of, uh, of road and okay. you know as as a driver traveling a football field in a second oh. if there was tire debris um maybe a, a dead animal carcass or raccoon sitting on the highway or if there was anything that you need a pothole a a construction lane shift that you needed to adjust for and you're not prepared for that there's no way you're going to be able to control your vehicle so
3: you know what in in Europe they're limited up to I think 155 miles an hour uh, for like cars going on the Autobahn where there's no speed limit maybe that's the answer here is that we should be limiting cars to a, a reasonable speed say 90 miles an hour
2: well again sure that's up to the government to decide what's appropriate and we've got different uh, speed limit test pilots going on across the province 110 in some areas you know which certainly is nowhere near the 155 or 190 miles an hour that we're seeing here like this is just ridiculous speed and, and we're in the middle of the Canada Road Safety Week right now we've got a long weekend here ahead of us and you know we're, we're trying to uh, prevent and and make sure our highways are safe Right now, speeding and aggressive driving is the number one killer on our highways. And, you know, this could have easily have added to that number there. And there would have been two or more people dead in a collision had you taken other vehicles with them.
1: Kerry, okay. they can't seem to explain it. Maybe you have some kind of idea. You know, there's less traffic on the road right now because of the COVID 19. And yet the, the, the amount of speeders has gone up immensely. Why?
2: Yeah, well, we've seen, certainly seen an increase in uh, stunt driving and street racing in the Toronto area for sure. Uh, our numbers are up about thirty percent year over year when you compare month to month, and I know other police services have reported increases as well. Uh, again, open highways, uh, open highways, open roads, and and you know there's really no reason for it because you shouldn't be running late in congestion. But uh, it certainly is a, a huge concern for us. The, um, the the sanctions and penalties that we have in place already to stop these drivers from uh, continuing in these kinds of behaviors, uh, automatic license suspension, vehicle impoundments for a week. But again, once uh, you get convicted in court, maximum penalties go for $10,000. You can have another uh, two-year license suspension, six months in prison. Uh, this driver was also charged with dangerous driving. That comes with a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. And, you know, I don't know why drivers... Think they have this need for speed, but we're not just finding these speeders at ten at night or two in the morning when there's very little traffic. We see stunt drivers m- middle of the day, morning, and afternoon. Actually, just this morning, uh, in ru- in whatever rush hour you want to call it, around nine o'clock this morning, car going 157 through uh, ag- again uh, congested traffic. All the lanes were filled up with vehicles and cars just ripping through uh, lanes. Like, this is, Care, this is dangerous.
1: Have you found that the judges are on board? I mean, you know, it's one thing to charge these people, like you say, $10,000. But at the end of the day, do a lot of these people get off or are the judges hammering them?
2: Well, again, the prosecution are the ones that are going to be uh, – bringing this case before the, a justice of the peace or a judge, uh, whoever is is presiding over it. And again, when you talk about 308 kilometers per hour, this is unprecedented. You can't go back to case law and say, well, you know, someone who was doing uh, 190 or 200, you know, got charged this, so this should be appropriate for this driver. Like, this is uncharted waters as far as I understand. And uh, yeah, again, it's up to the justice system to determine what is an appropriate penalty. We've taken the driver off the road. The roads are safe uh, as uh, as he's gone. And uh, I know the motorists that saw the officer on the side of the road were honking their horns in delight when they uh, came across this uh, <laughs> traffic stop because we always think, like, where's a cop when you need one, right? Mm. And, uh, and in this case, hey, it worked out.
3: You know, he does not realize also that insurance-wise he's going to get a penalty because he'll never get insurance at a, at a normal rate. So it'll be like twenty thousand yeah. dollars a year to get insurance for years.
2: Well, exactly, and we still see people on the via- on highways uh, operating without insurance, without proper license plates, without Over proper there, licenses, right? and um, you know that is uh, again something that we are always watching for and, and looking out for. You know, we've seen other uh, jurisdictions uh, stopping drivers, G one drivers, or unlicensed drivers as well. But again, we we want we can't do it ourselves. You know, we need you to help us with the messaging and education, and we need the public to also be part of that solution and and be part of that social change and and make this uncool. Do you want to go?
3: OPP still works?
2: OPP, absolutely. Star 677, star OPP on your cell phone. Give them a call. If you see a dangerous behavior on the highways, uh, that'll put you right in contact with our communication center. They will get an officer uh, in position or or dispatch an officer to that area to patrol, and hopefully we can intercept and stop that vehicle before there's a wreck.
3: Fascinating. Is it ever the other way? Do you ever find people that are dawdling along in the in the fast lane causing problems, you know, like what? backing up traffic and that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, we've certainly seen uh, those people that are impeding traffic as well, and that's also an offense as well. Uh, it may not seem as egregious, but it can be very frustrating when you're stuck in a backlog of traffic and there's one car just... Uh, just uh, putting along there in the left lane with uh, no uh, presence or awareness of what's going on around them. They're not using their mirrors. They're not uh, looking around. They have no spatial awareness. And and you may think that the driver that's passing on the inside and weaving through lanes is the problem, but it's also a contributing problem when you have those uh, drivers in the left lane that aren't sharing the road properly.
1: Actually, I had a customer here a couple, I guess about a year ago, and he, and he told me that he was a blocker. And I had to ask him, what a blocker was and 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 i couldn't believe it he's a guy that doesn't feel that we should go over 100 kilometers an hour and yeah. he's taking it upon himself that he's going to stop traffic or, or block speeders or people from passing i mean those are the kind of guys that should be charged as well eh
2: well absolutely they're they're impeding traffic the normal flow of traffic and that is certainly unacceptable as well so we and need to educate all drivers and not just those maniacal drivers going well above the speed limit, but everyone, how you can share the road safely, properly with with all vehicles, transport trucks, motorcycles, pedestrians, bicyclists, uh, passenger vehicles, everyone, and skill levels of of different experiences as well.
3: Thank you. Kerry, thank you for joining us.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you. Have yourself a great day, and uh, we'll connect again soon.
3: And I hope you have a quiet weekend.
2: I hope so. <laughs> yeah.
3: Faro <laughs> PP still works. Uh, Kerry is waiting for you. To, uh, if you want to visit, he's at the side of any 400 series highway. Just
1: look for the black and white. And if you got, if you, if you get stopped for speeding, I don't think they're going to believe you're actually James Hinchcliffe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All righty. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Dave Rediger. I'm with Alan Gelman, and Alan's at home. No, you're at work, aren't you? Alan? I'm at work. That's what I hear in the background all the time. All that banging
1: away. You know, Dave, we should mention again the contest because there are a lot of people who are stuck at home. They can't go to work. They they really don't have a whole lot of income. And you're you know you uh, you and and all of our advertisers are coming in to help to uh, to donate money so people can buy groceries. Right? What do they have yeah. to do? Well, basically, just go to davescornergarage.com, uh,
3: look for a grocery giveaway, there's an entry there, uh, put in your your name, your email address, your phone number, and your postal code,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: what will happen is, we will select one winner every week for the month of May, uh, if COVID hasn't left the city by then, we'll do the same thing in June, and uh, if you're selected, we'll just send you an e-transfer to buy your groceries, or Do whatever you want, but the bottom line is we want to do something to give back. So it's Dave'sCornerGarage.com, and without the support of our sponsors, we couldn't do it, and we want to officially thank them. Now uh, we get emails; I get emails every day. Uh, It takes a a good portion of my morning to answer them all. So I thought I would discuss it with you on uh, on the air.
1: So, how clean are your ducks by this point? Sorry. How clean are your ducks by this point? Oh. I get those calls, too. <laughs>
3: Actually, you know, we wanted a guy to clean the ducks, and nobody showed up.
1: <laughs> well, the way, Anyways, But you did have a couple ducks show up this weekend, I we heard. We had
3: it. ducks in the in the pool in the back. The pool's not even open yet. The water's all sort of brackish. And the, the ducks were in there eating all the leaves and cleaning it up. It was just amazing. All right. So you got some questions there? Yep. This one is from a uh, young lady in Dundee. All right. And she writes, I need major repairs on my car. I understand that I can get an estimate for free. And how close does the repairer have to be to the estimate?
1: Where did she come up with free estimate? Um, You know, that's not normally the case. It certainly has been when it came to the body shop business. You know, if your guard got clupped or, you know, you whacked something, you went to the body shop. In a matter of 15, 20 minutes, he wrote up an estimate and and he told you what it was going to cost to fix. And yes, that was free. But when you're talking about the mechanical end of things, I mean, when you go to the garage and you just have symptoms, okay, it takes time to diagnose what the cause of these things are. And what the repair is going to cost. I mean, for example, if a a car comes in on the hook, you know, it it gets towed in and the customer knows there's antifreeze, you know, running out the bottom of his car. You know, in a case like that, it wouldn't take long to diagnose the problem. Right. Um, Especially if the guy comes in and says, I think my rad's leaking. Uh, Okay, there's not going to be a a diagnostic fee there. But if if, if you've got a, a situation where, you know, check engine lights on. The car intermittently runs rough. Um, it's hard to start. Those things take time to diagnose, and 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 you know, a scan tool costs you know between five and ten thousand uh, dollars. It's got to get paid for somehow. So, like I say, it, it, in terms of the mechanic or the garage's liability, they have to tell you up front if the, if there is a charge for the estimate and how much it's going to be.
3: And I should add, I wanted to add
1: the following one that you uh, you
3: shouldn't actually. If you have a solid estimate for a repair, you can uh-huh. sway more than 10% without contacting the client. And That's right. secondly, you got to keep notes of the conversation and put that with the work order so that it's, it's proven that there was a conversation and that you have authority to move ahead.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, for example, you know, you're, you're trying to put a quote together on a break job Um who knows, maybe just needs a set of shoes, but maybe you take the drums off and you find out the wheel cylinders are leaking, yeah. you know, the springs are broken or rusty. You know, that can quickly escalate to doubling the price of the brake job. So. And here's
3: something that we ran into us, if you don't have a signature on that work order, in other words, mm-hmm. the guy was physically there and he signs the work order, he can actually walk out of that shop without paying a nickel.
1: Well, that's what I would let him do is walk. He can't have his car back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to walk away? Go right ahead.
3: Okay, okay, okay. Now I've got another email. Okay. Okay, this is out of Hamilton. Gentleman's asking, explain me the difference between a flat rate and book time.
1: Okay, very simple. And in, in, in a lot of cases, you know, when we all got jobs, you know, working at the summer or working part-time or even babysitting, we were paid by the hour, okay? Whether it was $2 an hour or $5 an hour or $10 an hour, so, for the most part, that's how you know my car was in there, you were working for it for so many hours, that's what you're gonna charge me. So that's pretty much what they call straight time, okay? But since you know there's a lot of dealerships and and and, and big uh, garages, you know it's it's impossible to to look over everybody and see if everybody's producing or if there's slackers out there. So what they've come out with is a system where you get paid per job. In other words, every particular job whether it's a tune-up or change a water pump or or something along those lines they have a a time that's allotted to it okay where the and and it's a guideline and and that's the time that you're going to get paid to do the job and that's what the customer pays for so in, in a lot of cases for example uh if you've got um a stubborn part that takes a little bit of extra time you have to call a customer to say listen you know, there was some issues we had to charge you more. But for the most part, um, whatever that estimate is in the first place, and that's what the book says it should be, that's what you're going to pay.
3: Okay, so there's a there's a book time that the professionals have agreed to that that's the value of the job. And then there's a straight time where it's a, it's a mechanical repair or something that you,
1: there's no book time for. Is that correct? That's right, where it's like uh, – again – you know, I'm going to have to spend time to figure out what's wrong with your car. I, I, I can't put a specific time on that.
3: Is there a different rate for a flat rate
1: or is it versus a book time? I don't know. Um, but I, I can tell you because I just got audited recently that you do have to advertise, you know, with a sign in your shop or in the waiting area that says specifically how the mechanic is getting paid. Yes. In other words, whether it's straight time or flat rate. And as well, what the uh, what what that hourly rate is.
3: OK, Al, you got to hang on for a minute. We have wait, wait, I have so
1: much more. I have so much more information for our listeners.
3: <laughs> so hang tight. We'll finish some of these emails off at the end of the show. Uh, next, we're going to have, have an appointment with Jonathan Schlue from Car Generator.
1: Welcome back. We've got Jonathan Schlue on the phone. Jonathan is from Car Generator. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Now, we're just on the verge of finding out if, uh, if Mr. Ford is going to open up our campgrounds. Now, camping and trailers are a great reason to have
4: a, a car generator, correct? They sure are. And um, it looks like now we're just on the cusp of uh, we're going to get some announcements that some trailer parks and some camping will start to open up. But, um, you know, without a doubt, a trailer is still the safest way to travel. It's your own bed, your own food. Your own furniture, everything, and is the best way to live virus-free and still travel and see the world and see the country, right? So, so social distancing with wheels is what you're saying. <laughs> you know what? I always love that concept. Anyway, because quite honestly, one thing that never happens when you when you have an RV or a trailer, you never lose your luggage. <laughs> <laughs> you never get stranded at an airport somewhere uh, between connections. So. I do love that. And even now, it's even better because you, you can actually, there's, I think there's going to be a significant boom in the RV industry just because people want that ability to be able to travel but then still be very self-contained, no worrying about hotel rooms and all these kinds of things. So, And that's where a car generator comes in because mm-hmm. you travel to places or you camp overnight and sometimes there's not power. And there's also lots of places you can go and camp for free, but there's no power and that's where Car Generator just lets you start your car and hook this thing up in less than a minute, and it'll power up your trailer, and, uh, and that's it.
3: Jonathan, you were talking earlier about something like Harvest Generator. It's called, What's it called? Harvest?
4: Yeah, Harvest House. Yeah, Harvest Host is this really cool thing that I uh, started um, uh, experiencing a couple of years ago, actually, and what they are, they're an organization. It's Harvest Hosts dot com and what it is is it's wineries breweries um, farms some small restaurants and things like that who basically allow you to camp and park overnight at their facility and there's thousands of them across the country both in Canada and the USA and basically you can park overnight there but they don't give you any services they don't give you electricity or anything else um, but if you're self-contained in your RV then you can stay overnight and you can sample their, their wares. You can go in and buy, you know, a nice couple of packs of beer or a couple of bottles of wine. And um, it's a really cool concept actually. So, um, and that's essentially where you can use your car generator if you do need power in that situation as well.
3: So can they get this information from your site?
4: Yep. You can go to cargenerator.com and we'll have a link to it on there. And um, absolutely, that's the best way to, to do it. So, We also, on that note, we also released um, our RV ready uh, car generator. It's an option that gives you, um, people that have trailers will know what this is, a uh, 30 amp plug that you can plug your um, trailers, come with a big, sort of a big, fat, um, large looking plug, and you can plug it right into car generator. Now, you only get seven to 10 amps, but It is the proper kind of plug, so you can just plug your trailer directly into this and start your engine, and you've got power.
1: So, in other words, you pop the hood on the car or truck, you just pull the cables out, plug it into your RV-ready plug, and you're ready to go then, eh?
4: That's it. That's it, exactly. And we have some pretty cool special offers for people as well um, that are interested in a car generator, too.
1: For people camping, yeah. generally speaking, you know these off-grid areas, um, are they, do they? is it much less
4: money than going to a traditional trailer park? Um, a lot of them are either less money or a lot of them are, in fact, free. So Harvest Host, you pay uh, a yearly membership, which is, I think, less than $100. It's not very much. Mm-hmm. And you get access to this vast network of people, of, of these wineries and breweries and farms and things like that, where you can stay in a really and have a really cool experience and um you know you've got yourself contained and you're good to go so
1: now, jonathan i just wanted to mention you know yeah. in the old days
4: you know when people had white wall
1: tires a lot of times if you could find scuffed ones you could get yourself a deal ah. they were called blems, okay they were white walls that weren't exactly perfect but functionally they were 100 percent now you're offering the same kind of deal this weekend
4: That's it. Exactly. Uh, You know what you, you, that's in a brilliant way to say it blems. So basically um, we uh, have a very limited number of car generators, people that are kind of thinking about it and thought about it, you know, maybe I want one. Well, we've actually got a very limited number of these um, uh, car generators and they're, um, they have a small cosmetic blemish. They might have a scratch on the front or something like that. They're all brand new. They've got a full three-year warranty. Um, they're um, uh, brand new from the factory, and they just have a small cosmetic blemish on them. And you get an extra 50 bucks instant refund if you uh, are paid to take one with a little bit of um, a small scratch on the front.
1: We, we would also call it road rash, eh?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, in the manufacturing process, some of them had uh, a couple of those things on that. And then on top of that, we, we have our weekend special, which is, in fact, it's $100 off and it's $180 in bonus items, including a furnace plug, a power meter, a three-year extended warranty and free shipping. So if you, these, these units will be completely first come, first serve. So if you want one of these and get the extra discount, um, make sure to, um, call us right away at 800-750-4660 uh you can go on to www.cardgenerator.com, and um yeah so the first come first serve so whoever calls and gets them gets them
1: well as a matter of fact you know i was at a friend's cottage up in bracebridge and and you know we're city folks so we weren't aware of it but but apparently they got a lightning strike at one point and it, it it took out a lot of the appliances now apparently there are certain parts of the province where they do have failures like this. Now the car generator
4: would be a perfect item to to you know to give the juice put the juice back on, right? Yes, absolutely. A lot of people love the car generator for their cottage and it's it's tiny, it's only eleven pounds, so they just toss it in the back of their their vehicle and they have it wherever they need it. And one thing about a cottage generator, you know that this one will always start. And that's what's very unique because a lot of times those generators when you need them most that's the number one problem is that they just don't start and you can use it to run the power goes out at the cottage windstorm or something and basically you can use it to power up the fridge you can use it to power up your TVs things like that even just last week there was a there was a couple near Hamilton in mm-hmm. fact that uh, that called and they had bought a car generator a couple of months ago and a vehicle crashed um, into a pole and took out their electricity. And uh, they're a an, um, uh, retired couple. And the, the, the husband said that, uh, you know, the wife's getting cold, so she had to put on a sweater. So he gave me a call. But they had basically pulled out car generator, hooked it up to their vehicle. They're watching TV. And most importantly, they were actually running their sump pump because they, um, they needed to run a sump pump to keep the water out of their basement. So they were running that on their little Toyota Corolla and loving it. So All right, quickly, the special for this weekend is? Special for this weekend only is $100 off and $180 in bonus items, which is a furnace plug, a power meter, a three-year warranty, and free shipping. And on top of that, we have a very, very limited number of cosmetic blemishes, blemish units, just a, a little bit of scratch on it. And those are an extra fifty dollars off. So first come, first serve. Call us at 800 or 4660 or com.
1: You said little scratch, but a hundred
4: dollars is a lot of scratch. <laughs> uh, it's a fifty dollars, and it's, uh, it's 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 just. <laughs> It'll be just as minor cosmetic blemish. They're brand new. All right. Got
1: to say goodbye. So it's com or 1-800-750-4660, Seven. right? That's it. Exactly. Jonathan, have yourself a safe long weekend, and uh, we'll catch you again some other time.
0: Happy long weekend, everyone. Bye. You know, one of the advantages of being in this business is you get to talk to the folks that actually... Make it happen. I'm with Gagan from Young Steels Motors, and actually, there's three dealerships, right?
5: Yes, it's uh, Young Steels Ford Lincoln, uh, Eastcourt Ford Lincoln and Meadowvale Ford.
0: Now, Ford's got a bunch of new names coming through, which are really exciting. You've got the Nautilus, you've got the Aviator, and you were just talking before this. We have the, the
5: all-brand-new 2019 Ranger in the Lariat and XLT that's in all our three-store showrooms now.
0: Now, so what happens when a new model comes out? I mean, uh, the excitement is big. People
5: are... A lot of customers coming to ask for them. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we only get two in inventory, which pre-sell or are already sold. But being the largest volume dealer in Canada, we get more inventory than anyone else. So if you're looking for a Ranger or the new Aviator, Navigator, come see us because we're the number one Lincoln and Ford dealer in Canada. Tell me what the
0: Aviator is all about. Is that a three-seater SUV? So the
5: Aviator is a five-seater SUV. It's going to be kind of a mid-range SUV, smaller than the Navigator. I call it a baby Navigator. So I, I look at it as a, for a household, the uh, the father would typically drive with the the Navigator, and then the perfect fit for the wife would be an Aviator.
0: So it's basically a like
5: th- a like a, a Explorer size, like a that's Ford what Explorer. I was
0: going to say, yeah, it's sort of that size of vehicles. So it has two rows of seats. Correct. Okay, the Navigator has three rows of seats. Correct. So it's more into the heavier truck. for Seven eight
5: seater, yes. um, more like. A, You know, taking it on the road.
0: Do you get a lot of those trucks used like for the airport, like like you know, as a limousine service?
5: We don't have enough navigators. I wish we did. We get a lot of requests for it, but we. We don't even have enough for our retail customers.
0: You know, those things are so tough, like the Lincolns that are out there. Some they got two million kilometers, and they're still trucking people back and forth. And
5: I I moved from New York, and the black car, which is the town car, was renowned. Even today, they use the word black car, which is a Lincoln town car.
0: Fascinating. Yeah, because I still see them on the
5: road. Yeah. and So they got to be at least, what, 2005? Oh, Yeah. Right, So they're really tough, tough vehicles. And it's unfortunate they discontinued that because there's really no segment or no car that's Correct. fulfilled that market. That's exactly right. So tell us now about the new Ranger. That's the new pickup truck. It's uh, brand, brand new. Um, it's the smaller SUV. Uh, I'm sorry, the smaller pickup. Yeah. Um, it's the baby of the F-150. Uh, just released in our showroom last week. Uh, we sold the first two we've had. We received a few more. Uh, in Canada, it's a little different. I see a lot of uh, recreational use for these trucks. Yes, yeah. It's not just work trucks. And I feel the Ranger really will capitalize on that market. So it
0: basically, they walked away from the import market when they stopped producing it. And now they're back into that sort of to get a, to, Cur- towards the engine. Market.
5: They've ha- they have nothing in that segment. Yeah. So it was past due. And, you know, luckily Ford listened and they've delivered a, a great truck. So
0: as we discussed before, that means we're going to get a new Bronco.
5: Yes, it's coming for 2020.
0: So the new Bronco will be out. Bronco right now on the classic car market
5: is hot. Oh, they're they're really cool trucks.
0: Yeah, I saw one go at the Barrett-Jackson auction, and they went for over $100,000.
5: Oh, I love. I have a 1997 NAS90 Land Rover Defender that I restored, and I I can't wait for the new Bronco. I think it's a perfect car for Muskoka, keep in your cottage, and have some fun with it.
0: Interesting stuff. So as a dealership, you really basically look at these things as product. They're not, But you're a car guy. You were telling me about all the different cars you had. So that's a real, I don't know, stress.
5: <laughs> <laughs> my whole life, I've been passionate about cars. Yes. Um, I think it started when I was born. The first toy I was given the day I was born was a little toy car for my brother. So I think that was embedded in me yes. my whole life.
0: Well, that's the way the car business
5: is, <laughs> it and you know, sucks you I, in. <laughs> I love buying cars. So for me, it's you know, I'd rather invest in cars than in the stock market. Now,
0: you know what? Just as a quick before we go, yeah, you, you told me you had seventeen hundred. You knew cars of stock, and yeah. you had 500 or
5: something used cars? That's now? correct, at all times. And these are low numbers because we're coming into, this is a slower season. By employee pricing, that will be at 3,000 new cars and probably close to 1,000 pre-owned cars. And the cars. name
0: of the new company is?
5: It's going to be Ford's Big 3.
0: There you go. And you can get it right now at youngsteelsmotors.ca. Uh, that's correct. Thank you, again.
3: And welcome back. It's Dave Redinger, and with me is Alan Gelman, who's actually talked to us from his shop. Mm-hmm. I'm at the house, as usual, with uh, what's it called self-quarantine. So let's exactly. do a couple of emails, and I've got this gentleman from Drumbo. I, I know where Drumbo is, by the way. That's on the, the, the 401 near on the way to, to uh, Detroit. Really? And it says, It's. I understand there's different quality of parts that I can purchase. There's the parts I get from the dealership, but in the aftermarket there are different types of parts as far as quality is concerned. Can you discuss the different kinds of parts and also tell me what the warranty differences are with each selection?
1: Well, you see you have your grain fed or your organic drumbles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, we're talking car parts here. <laughs> we got free range ball joints, sir. Um OK, the difference is, is that <laughs> there's a difference in quality of your parts and, and, and connected to that generally is is the difference in the price. OK, so in other words, you have aftermarket parts in, in some cases that are better or or, or less um, good in terms of quality, but the the price should be adjusted accordingly. Um. So basically you, you have a, an entry level part, which you should be told. I mean, again, you know, yeah. we we're talking earlier about pricing and stuff. You know, conversation and and the communication is very important. You know, this is where the price, for example, is not the best thing to shop by specifically. So, for example, if this is a car that you plan on keeping for the next five years, you don't want to put in a value price or let's call it a cheap item Uh, that you may have to change in a year from now. We used to call them white box. Exactly. Because the manufacturer didn't want you to know (laughs) where that crappy part came from. Right. Right. China. So, again, so if you if you plan on keeping the car for a longer period of time or, for example, if it's a commercial use, let's say you're an Uber or a taxi driver, you need a quality part. You know, you don't want to jeopardize the safety of yourself or your passengers.
3: So the reality is that the cheaper the part, the, the lesser the warranty. I think yes. some of these are 30 days, right?
1: Yeah, so Sometimes they're very limited. Um, other parts nowadays are coming with a five-year or forever warranty in some cases, but you have to know what it is and make sure it's on the invoice that it, you know, it's not just you talking to the guy and then finding out two years later that oh, I thought there was a warranty and where does it say that? Well, show me. You know, you have to make sure it's on paper.
3: Okay, and and uh, just as part and parcel of that. Some of the, of the parts that come in actually include towing and, and, and repairs out of sight. In other words, if they can't make it back to you, they'll tow it to the nearest whatever and have it right but that, there.
1: Right, but that's where it's important to read the fine print because a lot of cases, the part is covered but not the labor, okay, and certainly not the towing. So, uh, you know, if so, in other words, if you expect to get reimbursed, you know, if, if you're 200 miles away and a part fails – You can't just think assume that it's carte blanche you can you know uh pay for the hotel pay for the towing that's not going to happen you may just get the part back so make sure you read it and and, you know for those of uh those of you who are listening you know we are doing this from from our, our our shops and home um if you have got internet and i'm sure most of you do um, there's a great video that's been put up. We got told by our friends at Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. This is an amazing video. This shows where Ford uh, of North America has done their best to help, you know, the our, everybody fight the coronavirus. And they've got this thing called Project Apollo. It's it's an a neat, it's a really neat thing. I watched it myself. If if you're any kind of uh, you know parts or or electrical nerd, you're really going to enjoy this. This shows how Ford has very very quickly made a breathing apparatus. That mean they're not making cars right now, so let's try to help uh, frontline workers. And they're making these devices. It's a great video. Again, it's called Project Apollo. Yep. That's it.
3: Yep. Good show. A lot of information. Uh, be sure you join us next week for another episode of Dave's Corner Garage, coming to you live from the house. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, Al. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: Drive safe. Who cares about the
0: clouds and where to get Sing a song and bring the sunny weather.
5: Happy trails to you till we meet
2: again. Happy trails.